It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. I'm going to talk to this guy so much during the year, so now we get to do it early, late February. So Paul O'Neill recently relaunched his IPA beer, appropriately named Warrior 21. It's the first hazy Northeast-style IPA to ever be brewed in collaboration with a professional baseball player. The first beer to be brewed in collaboration with a Yankee player and the first beer to ever be brewed in collaboration with a World Series champion. That's a lot of firsts. Yeah. Paul, what's going on there? That's a lot of firsts, You buddy. gave me some really good nuggets there, Michael. I didn't even know that. Let me get those over again. I'll write them down. Huh? <laughs> so where did this? how did this come about? Before we talk baseball, how did this come about? Where did the idea come well, from? I- yeah, it was, uh, you know, as you know, I mean, you went through my career. I, I didn't drink beer. I didn't drink while I played. And then all of a sudden when I got out of the game, I started, to, you know, to have a beer once in a while. And then I absolutely fell in love with uh, the IPAs. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Warrior 21 kind of came about because of the, uh, of the brewmaster that owns uh, Wolf and Warrior in White Plains. And we went through, uh, you know, I was, we were introduced. I went through a couple of different batches, and I said, no, that's not what I like. This, and we finally hit one that, that, like, hit the mark for me. And now I've, uh, you know, basically become a beer snob. I only drink that one. <laughs> now, Don and Peter, I, I, maybe Paul can explain this, because he, he tried explaining it to me in the booth. You're saying that an IPA a day is, like, healthy, right? <laughs> it is in my when you're not playing baseball it is yeah, or you're not <laughs> doing right. a game yeah afterwards it's perfect yeah it's uh, I mean there's so many things that uh, everyday things change but uh, you know it, it just I look forward to, to cracking my own uh, IPA and again the, the taste is phenomenal it's um, you know you brought it up it's a northeast IPA which you know, means that they're using the hops from the northeast uh, of the country and it has a distinct flavor and, uh, you know, Michael Children from Wolf and Warrior, it, it, the brewmaster, it, is, is so passionate about making exactly what I wanted. And, uh, you know, he, he looks like a scientist down there. They just got a bubble at the perfect time and bottle at the perfect time and can. And, you know, far beyond what I know about uh, making any kind of beer. But it's been a fun project. And uh, obviously it, uh, in New York, uh, it, it's been fun to watch, you know, it, it kind of grow and then show up in grocery stores and have people tell me they like it. I mean, it's uh, it, it's been a fun venture. Where can people get it? I mean, there's a specific place that they could get it. One chain. Well, there, it's in grocery stores. Yeah, Duchico's is uh, is a big carrier. Uh, you know, halftime beverage. You can have it shipped anywhere in the country, and we are working uh, on getting it to other states because you know, be, me being down in Florida now, uh, it seems like half the people are from New York anyway. So uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of people come up and say they've had it. Well, where can I get it in Florida? And at this point, uh, we're working on those things. And uh, you know, I'm just kind of riding along and uh, and enjoying uh, 
you know, a Warrior 21 once in a while. Now, the, what you do for a living, you play baseball, you analyze baseball, you're an expert. So how difficult is it to get into a venture where you have to rely on other people's knowledge to be able to eventually get good at what you do? Well, again, when, when I met Michael and I went through, you know, the, the brewery and I saw the vats and I saw how complex, you know, how hard it is to put these things together. Um, you know, it's just not a, a regular light beer that, you know, you, you can't tell the difference. You know, there's so much passion in these guys and there, there's so much, you know, everyone's got its little distinct flavors. Uh, you know, for instance, I don't like real bitter beer. That's not my thing. And some IPAs are. Uh, the hazy factor comes from the hops and actually there was a, a drop or two of oat milk in it, which even made it lighter. Whoa. And it's just, uh, again, they, 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 they get into these things and it's, uh, you know, it's a lifetime venture for him but it's been a fun thing for me i've got an idea before we get into talking about the yankees i have an idea i don't know if jared or flip will okay it you and i doing a game together right each of us has a a can each inning who will make the least (laughs) sense at the end of the game i I hope it's no rain delay you'll be carrying me out of here (laughs) (laughs) all right so what do you think what do you think of this yankee team paul today Juan Soto showed up. He said all the right things. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you saw the pictures yet. Stanton showed up. Paul, he looks like a different human being. He, he does He's look He's all different. lean. So, I mean, what, what, is this, what could this mean for this team? Well, I mean, obviously, Stanton's a huge offensive force when he's healthy, but it, it's about keeping him healthy. And I remember talking to him when, you know, he went home close to the end of the season. I said, you know, your whole goal right now is – uh, you know, to change your workouts, to, to get to the point where, you know, you don't have to worry about being injured, uh, where you can play. And, you know, 500 at-bats uh, would be huge for the Yankees if Stanton is healthy. Now, it's funny, though, because, I mean, you you know this. The guy had 7% body fat. It wasn't like he was out of shape. But could a baseball player have too many muscles? Well, I, I think you can get tight, um, obviously, if you build up too much. And some people are, are more apt to do that than others. I mean, I had to work out and put on as much weight as I could, lifting weights, because I dropped so much weight. Uh, you know, Stanton doesn't look like that. But, you know, you go back to the way uh, training is now, and I, I don't know that players train to play 162 games. I, I think that they train for explosion, strength, speed and, and that's kind of just a, a you know a, a thread away from tearing something or trying you you see pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour you see guys hitting the ball 500 feet uh you know how many times you hear oblique injuries and things like things they really didn't hear back when uh, guys just trained to, to to be out on the field every day and that's what's frustrating as a fan, Paul, because you heard Buck Showalter say this during the offseason about, you know, I think Nimmo had like 10 total bases in a game. Well, we got to sit him the next day because he was out on the field too much. He was running the bases too much. It, like, it seems like these guys plan for playing X amount of games. If they've got a big day, they're off the next day. If they push it too much, they get hurt. I mean, how frustrating is it to see, you know, guys just be in condition to not even attempt 100 62 games yeah it's um it's definitely a different mentality and i think it starts in the minor leagues i think that you know even pitchers down there throw five innings that's what they're used to uh you know if you were a minor leaguer when i was coming up you played every single day to learn the game 
you know, you learn how to play hurt and beat up sometimes. You, uh, but it's not done that way. You know, they have so many numbers and analytics that tell you, you know, this guy needs a rest. Uh, I tell you, looking back, I mean, there were times where I see guys have a great game, possibly a couple home runs, and then the next day they had the scheduled day off. That can't happen. I mean, when you're riding a, a, a hot streak, you want to be in there every single day. Usually your days off are more uh, for the mental side of it where you're really struggling, where, you know, the off days, uh, the pre-planned off days uh, to me, are, it, it's just a different way of looking at things and obviously a different way that they play the game. Uh, what is Soto going to mean to this team? It seems like the initial thing um, that uh, Judge wants to bat third, that means Soto would bat second. How do you think that lineup plays out with Soto and Judge? Well, I, I think Soto does a great job, uh, you know, obviously on base percentage. And Aaron Judge, I think, is a little old school in the fact that, you know, he, he's wanting to, to bat third. And, you know, that's uh, kind of a premier place to hit. And, you know, obviously it's going to be huge protection for Soto. And, uh, you know, with Soto's on base percentage and Aaron Judge is going to get an opportunity to hit a lot with men on base. And, you know, when you're riding out a lineup, that's what you want. You want your better players, your better hitters to have those opportunities uh, to put the game out of hand. Did you like knowing where you're going to bat every single day or did you mind moving around? I hated moving around. I said, I, I'm so into schedules, though. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I once, you know, I, when I got to the Yankees, I was fifth. And then when I, I remember the meeting in Texas when Buck said, hey, I'm going to move you to the third. And I was almost embarrassed because Don Mattingly, obviously, was the third hitter. But once I got used to that, you know, you, you kind of just get used to the rhythm of the game and when you hit and then what opportunities you have. And, you know, when I became the third hitter, there were so many times where I'd see Knobloch, uh, you know, up. I knew he would take pitches. Jeter was swinging at the first pitch out of the batter's box, so you had to be ready to hit. So, again, it just kind of puts you in the flow of the game. And I didn't like, I didn't like a lot of changes. All right, so you brought up Mattingly, and I have to bring this up before we, we, we move on. I don't want to forget. I don't know if you've seen the guy. He's got a beard like Santa Claus. you got to call him and tell him to stop. <laughs> I mean, what's he doing? Yeah, I know. He actually texted us last year, Michael, and said he was listening to it, listening to us. So, uh, you know, we we can get him on the air, but yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't understand Cap's beard. I really don't. Yeah, it's it's not a great look for him. It makes him look older. You know, we're the same age, and I look so tremendously young, Paul. And you know, now he looks <laughs> old. It's not good. Um, how important is Rodon bouncing back to this Yankee team? Well, I think that coming on, it was kind of a wasted year last year, obviously. I mean, when you don't start the season on time and then, you know, you, you, you don't, you're not successful and you're still trying to show that you belong, uh, it, it's a clean slate for him, obviously. He needs to get off to a good start and be a dominant pitcher. I think that um, uh, you might see him change a little bit where, you know, he was a fastball slider guy, just a two-pitch pitcher. And when you're not getting out that way, obviously you've got to change and, and possibly spin the ball the other way, change speeds. Um, and, and I think we might see that this year. I think Andy Pettit uh, actually mentioned that to him last year. Uh, but there's no doubt if he's healthy that uh, he can be, uh, you know, one of the pre- premier pitchers in the American League. I've got I to guess- ask you – I've got. Uh, was that you, Peter? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It, it, it's all right. I, I was just trying to, trying to get in there, Paul. Obviously the pitching – the last couple of years, it's just not been what Yankee fans have expected or what you could reasonably hope would, would help you make a playoff run. Not to be overly analytical and nerdy, but Michael, remember at some point we looked at what the expectations were 
for Strowman. And the expectations right. may be part of the reason, Paul, that the price wasn't so high for Strowman is that the analytics tell you he may not be great. Um, is there a world in which Strowman could not be great and Rodon doesn't end up getting back to the level that you expect him to where this team could still be good? I mean, I, otherwise, I, I, what I'm saying is, is there a world in which this team could manage without those guys? Because it seems like every year the thing that the bad thing that could happen to pitching with this rotation seems to happen. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about what two out of your five starter. You're talking about forty percent of your rotation not being great. That that's that's hard to overcome. But uh, every year there's there's a surprise. I mean, it was Michael King, and that's one guy they're going to miss this year. Uh, being one, you know, as well as he pitched, he he was in the starting rotation. I think Schmidt's going to be better than he was. But you know, you got to remember, you've got the reigning Cy uh, Young. You, you've got Garrett Cole. So you don't need Rodon, and you don't need Stroman to be 20-game winners. You need them to be competitive day in and day out, and I think that's one thing you know about Stroman is he's not going to overpower you, but he's going to give you innings. He's going to give you an opportunity to win games, and you need a guy like that in your rotation. So, you know, God forbid anything happens to Garrett Cole because he's been the rock, obviously, in the pitching staff, but... Again, there's always surprises. Um, the, the Yankees do have some pitching in the minor leagues, and they also have some guys that you know are, have been in the rotation the last couple of years and have showed good things. But uh, it's all about you know keeping your pitching healthy. Nestor could come back and have a great year again, and you know as much as we're talking pitching. You know, the problem in the past couple of years has been offensively where they, uh, you know, they don't score enough runs and, and that shouldn't be as big a problem this year. All right. Finishing up with this, Paul. So Anthony Rendon, you know, the third baseman for the Angels, doesn't play a lot when he's hurt. He doesn't play. He said this today. And I want I want to get your take on it, because, I, I, you know, in all the years I've been in baseball, it seemed like you love playing the game. He said it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Now, again, nobody loves your family more, uh, more than you. you you're, you're a faith-based guy. But isn't there a separation there that when you get to the field, that, that job is really important? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the first part of that quote was like, uh, I was kind of taken back. I haven't heard it. I mean, obviously, faith and family are, are what you, you base your life around. But, you know, if you're given a gift, uh, and but you have to be somewhat competitive to the point where, you know, you look out there at competing and you want to beat the pitcher because it's a one-on-one basis and you want to beat the other team because it's my team against your team. So, uh, you know, that that's very hard to understand. Uh, I think that you can have... Uh, all the things in life that you mentioned, uh, but still, uh, when you have that opportunity, and it is a short window, and we, I see it more now, obviously, being retired in the booth with you, that you don't have an opportunity to, to play baseball, professional baseball, for 40 years. I mean, you have a window, and you better be, you know, there's nothing worse than looking back and, and wish you'd have done something different. Yeah, I don't want to play pop psychologist, but when I hear players say that i wonder if that's just a mechanism to try to take pressure off themselves like when you build it all up as the most important thing when you fail it's gonna hurt but if you set things up like well listen as long as i've got my family and god nothing else matters i think you're kind of just trying to create some sort of soft pillow to land on if you fail but don he shows that that that, that's what he believes because he never plays he he's never on the field ever 
I can tell you right now, I had more sleepless nights while I played than I do now because the game eats at you when you don't right. play up to your expectations. So, um, you know, to that point, uh, you know, somebody that has that much talent to, to, to not want to go out and compete every single day, whether you banged up or not, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Michael. I just don't get it. All right, Paul O'Neill has an, uh, relaunched his IPA beer. It's called Warrior 21. You can get it in grocery stores, the Chico, around the the, uh, the New York area, and uh, you can get it online, you said, too, right, Paul? Where do you get it online? Yeah, Halftime Beverage carries it. And you can also get it in the yes booth for Michael and I, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, I love let me know one game. <laughs> it's going to be a fun year, Paul. Fun yeah, year. Do, yeah, don't right. let me know what game. I, I want to guess for to myself. Guys, thanks. I felt like I was on the way to the ballpark listening to you guys. So have a great day. Thanks. I'll see you on, thanks, in, in March. All right. Take it easy. That's Paul O'Neill, uh, new IPA. It, that Those Rendon comments, Don, I, I hear where you're coming from. But, I mean, it, it, it listen. Nobody, I, I, you know, I, you know, one of the things I stand on, I don't doubt injuries because I know what happened with J.R. Richard. This guy never plays through any injury. We're talking about Anthony Rendon, and you know, the, 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 he, he, he's told people that I know, you know, I just don't love baseball. And there's a lot of guys that don't love baseball, but they're good at it. That's how they earn a living. But if that's your mindset coming in, then you know what? You're not going to really bust it. You're not going to like go the extra mile because it's just a job to you. So if you got the sniffles, you're not going to play. Yeah, you know. I, listen, I know you, you don't name names or whatever, but you heard rumors that it, you, there's a lot of players that aren't in love with the game that they play. Right. But they, they just have do to be it. good at it. Now maybe they're motivated by the money. Maybe they're motivated by just in the room. But but Michael, I mean, how do you look your teammates in the mirror? All right, all right. Maybe you don't love it, but when you when you suit up, when you when you commit to a team, you've got to be able to make that effort, and, and that's got to be rooted out by the team, by the organization. If there's somebody that's just not all in, then, then I'm sorry, you can't count on them. Well, then, and I would think the on, teammates know, would be the, the first one to police it out. Shame on the Angels. You know, you got to do your due diligence before you sign a guy. If Anthony Rendon was always like this, then it's on them. They're the one who gave him that long term contract with, with for sick money. And, you know, if they didn't know his past and how he felt about the game, that's on them. You know, just like the Yankees trading for, for Joey Gallo, it's on them. They, they should have known about Joey Gallo or, or, or any team that brings in a guy that's not good, that doesn't fit uh, into, the, into the scene. They sh- it's on them. It's not on the player. Uh, Anthony Rendon hasn't changed. He's always been like this, Don. Yeah, and the fact that he admits it, yeah. to me, kind of falls into trying to take the pressure off himself. Like, listen, I'm not going to play your game. Uh, I, I, this is not that important to me. I'm not going to play every day. There's other things that are more important. And listen, God and country, and let, well, that that's all applied. Like you said, it's all implied. Nobody cares about his family more than Paul O'Neill. I mean, you've always told us stories huh. about how much he cares about his family. But you saw the way he played. He played like an animal on the ball field. That's all like he both can about. be true. Yeah, but both all... can be true. Yeah, because uh, you can love your family and you can have faith in God. But when you get to the ballpark, your job is really important. I mean, I wonder if the Angels feel like they're getting hoodwinked out of money. I, I just that's the stuff I can't stand. That and then and then you're the bad guy for questioning why he's put God above his his livelihood. I'm not doing that. Put God above your livelihood. Put your family above your livelihood. But when you put those cleats on and you go on the field at that particular moment for those nine innings, for those sixty minutes, for those forty eight minutes, whatever. 
you should be fully and totally committed to your job. That's the way anything is in life, Michael. I agree. Is that you be, and, and I'm sorry, that's just how you honor your contract. That's how you honor your teammates. And that's and I don't also know how, how you, you honor your family. Room. That's how you honor your family well, and God. Oh, listen, you know, I, I love my family. You love your family. You know, Peter loves his wife. When we go on the air for three and a half hours, this is what we do. And that doesn't make us bad people. You know, it's important. We all have jobs to do. We all have to go to work. I'd love to spend all day with my family if I could. Yeah, but we've well. got a job to do. But you know what I mean, Peter? It's like, you know, I know I get we, all, nice we all can't just do whatever we want. You know, there's going to be certain obligations that you have to your family, to your God, to your church, to whatever. And then there's an obligation to work. And you sign a contract. And especially when you have teammates and you go into that room and you want to know you're there for your teammates and the teammates are there for you. So come on. every All that could still be true. That just, uh, yeah, that's just lazy. If you see all the people now like reacting to Rendon's com- comments, well, you want them to be honest. Well, why are we ripping him for saying his family and, and his faith is more important? We're not ripping him for that. But when he gets to the ballpark, you should want to play. You should want to play through injuries if you're not seriously injured. I remember a conversation I had the Yankee fans of a certain age don't know this name, Lee Guterman. Remember that name, a relief pitcher, tall guy? He was a Christian. But when he got on the mound, he was nasty. And I said, how do you reconcile that? He said, because when I'm on the mound, I have to do whatever I can to get out that guy because I'm doing um, the work for God so that people could see what he allows me to do. That doesn't mean that I have to be passive, and that doesn't mean that I have to be docile because I, I happen to be a man of faith. It, it's completely the opposite. So there's different ways you could uh, uh, attack it, and you could, and if you choose to attack it, well, faith is more important, so I'm not going to go all out. Well, then you're just ship shifting, uh, you know, the the faith for what you need it to be. Do you want to play or not? Sure. Shape shifting. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Woj is reporting that the Nets are promoting Kevin Ollie, former head coach at UConn, uh, to be their interim coach. And he will run practice tomorrow and then start coaching the team after that. That's not the new head coach full time, but it is the interim. But remember, Chuck Vaughn started as an interim, too. And then he was hired um, full time. Yeah, because if he gets them in the playoffs... Even he's the play-in, he's got a chance of being the coach next year. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's go to Marcus in Manhattan. Marcus. Yes, hi, guys. Um, I just wanted to – the thing that you guys brought up to Kevin Ali, um, I'm calling to defend Sean Marks. I hear a bunch of, quote-unquote, Nets fans criticize him. I think he's done a fantastic job, you know, hiring Kenny Atkinson, draft picks like Levert, Allen, Cam Thomas, um, he did what any GM would do in getting K- KD and Kyrie and, and Harden. They right. would have won if they didn't get hurt against the Bucks, um, and they've done a great job. Um, but ultimately, KD and Harden wanted to leave because of Kyrie. They kind of ham they kind of hamstrung Sean Marks with their demands to go to the Sixers and the Suns. So honestly, what you can get back is kind of limited. When they say, "I only want to go there," especially Harden, he was going to be a free agent, so you get something from him before a trade. Um, so I think he's done a great job. I think there are a lot of fans who just want to cry, um, especially in the Northeast. Things don't go but, well. But Marcus, let me stop you for a second. Right? Okay, you said that hiring Kenny Atkinson was a good job. Why why acquiesce to the players yeah. and fire him? Why hire Steve Nash, a neophyte, who's well, in over his head? I fully agree with you, but ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, that's when you get into bed with superstars like that, That's those are the cards you're dealt with. He did what any gym would do. I don't agree with it. 
but and I love Kenny Atkinson, but ultimately when you got in bed with those guys, okay, then, all right. Another it, thing, why why why'd you have to give into the demands of Harden? I mean, it would have been it would have been better to lose him for nothing than to bring in that contract of Ben Simmons, who can't play, who can't stay on the court. I understand. I, I would say that Ben Simmons has done pretty well when he's on the court. Of course, when he plays, you know, ultimately yeah. there's when he plays, right? And ultimately there are draft picks that are attached with that as well. Um, but you know what? You, you really can't go into a situation where you lose Harden for nothing. Like you just can't do that. Um, so I, I would say the the main thing that I disagree with with this tenure was surprisingly hiring Jacques Vaughn. I know in the period of time that they were in, when they were in conversations with Udoka and the whole entire Kyrie thing, they didn't go through with it. I felt as if, you know, if they hire Udoka, you have a few bad days of press, it all blows over. But nobody talks about it with the Rockets anymore. So that's right. the only thing that I'd hold against them. But, you know, ultimately, I just don't, I, I think, you know what, these are the cards that they're dealt. They move forward. They have a great plan. He's shown that he does the job well. And you see how it goes. Well, I will, I will tell you this, Mark, because you certainly, you know, obviously love the Nets, but you said he did a great job. This is his fifth coach. That's not a great job. Getting the, the big three together, as I said earlier, that's great. But then it fell apart. For what, I mean, was he part of the reason why it fell apart? Did he not handle them the right way? Listen, I think he's a smart basketball man. He comes from the San Antonio Spurs tree. I get all that. But to say he did a great job... I think that's taking a leap. You can't hire five coaches in five years and and be anointed as doing a great job. Something went wrong, so something went wrong on his watch many times. So great job. I'm not sure I'm ready to go there. Hey, spring training isn't just for baseball players. It's time for you to get into shape and ready for the warmer weather. For over a decade, NJ Dot has helped thousands of people lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements to get you to shed that fat quickly. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. You're fully supervised the entire time to make sure you're burning fat, not just losing water. And you'll even get Dr. T's personal email and phone number. Locations close by or available from home with live online consultations. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. Get ready for spring with njdiet.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Now, there's a couple stories out there that should be addressed. Um, reported by Mark Fontaine, I got to respect. And also yesterday by Bob Nightingale of USA Today, also a guy I know and, and respect, that the Yankees are still in on Blake Snell. Um, now, Bob Clappish, um, a guy who I'm very close with and respect immensely, said it's nonsense. What, what it, what it kind of smells like, teams are not allowed. They are not allowed to say publicly, we are not in on a guy. Because that inhibits his free agent market. So the agent could leak something to a writer like Bob or Mark and the agent is Scott Boris to try to generate some kind of a market and, and, you know, teams that might be on the fence about getting Snell, well, now the Yankees are very interested in him. I, I don't think they are. I just don't think that they're going to invest $35 million a year for a short-term contract in Blake Snell. I just don't think that they will. Do I say it's impossible? No, it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it doesn't make sense. And the longer spring training goes on without Montgomery or Snell signed, you're getting a compromised pitcher. For the beginning of the season, you're getting a pitcher who's going to hurry his way through preparing for the season in order to not miss opening day or not miss that much time. Then you're getting a pitcher like you got with Carlos Rodon, who got hurt in spring training, then rushed, and then really got himself hurt and ended up missing half the season. I just can't see it. I'm not saying that it it's absolutely untrue, Don, but to me, it reeks of, of Boris doing his job, creating well, a market. This really bothers me because mm. I've heard you say this before, and I think a lot of people don't realize the rule that you're not allowed to say you're not in on a player. Yeah, like I mean, Brian Cashman can't come out and say that's not true. He can't say that. It's ridiculous. But yet an agent can plan a story that a team is involved that's really not to get more money for their client. And then the loser in all of it are the fan bases who now are teased to think they're in on a player they're really not, and then that team gets killed when they don't get the player. But you know what could happen? I mean, Bob Clapper said he, he, you know, through sources, it's not true. I mean, the Yankees could go through sources just the way we think that Bor- Boris didn't attach his name to it. You know, it, it's, it was leaked to these reporters that they, the Yankees are still in. So I guess the Yankees could leak to their reporters that it's not true. But I see yeah. what you're saying because why, it excites a fan base. For what reason? But why? But why can't a team say we're not interested? Because because let's say a team says we're not interested, and other teams bow out, and that team really is interested. Everybody's playing games. That's well, why. But so, you know, so what? Like I, I really don't understand. Just you're in, you're out, whatever. I mean, I I don't understand how I can't say that I'm not in. Don, you can't even say we're done. This is our team. You can't even say that because then you're telling. I mean, there's still like 125 major leaguers that are unsigned. Then you're telling every other team, well, the the Yankees or the Mets or the Red Sox or they're out, so we don't have to worry about them, and that drives the price lower. It's just. It's a curious thing, but you're not allowed to say it. You're right, just but, not allowed to kill the market. But you can you can see when a team is good. Right. right. I mean, you can't see, all right, they look like they're all set. They're happy with their team. 
they've got to say no. It just seems like it's it's Tonka truck. It, it really is. But I just feel bad for the fan that now gets sucked in and 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 start to think something's real that really isn't real. And then you know Cashman will get killed for not getting Snell if Snell goes someplace else. And they weren't really interested in the first place. It just seems. Yeah, don't you feel like the fans are kind of getting teased here? Yeah, a little is bit. Is it a story not, or not? But maybe, maybe the Yankees are sitting there going, you know what? If the price gets to twenty five million and we can oh. get it for two years for fifty, then they'll jump. But I just don't think in the market that I mean, this guy was looking for seven, uh, nine years at two hundred and seventy million dollars. Who's giving that to Blake Snell? Well, Who in their right a, mind is giving that to Blake Snell? But I think there's a lot of teams that are playing the long game. With these free agents. Like, I think that's what the Mets are doing with J.D. Martinez. The Mets obviously need a D.H. And the no, Mets, they signed Luke Voigt today. They're good. Uh, obviously, they need a D.H. Okay? And they probably don't want to go more than one year because they've got the plan for 2025. So they'll just hang around and maybe do what uh, J.D. Martinez that the Dodgers did last year. And then just wait it out. And maybe eventually J.D. will go, okay, I'll sign another one-year deal for $10 million, and hopefully I'll rake and then be able to cash in at the end of the year or whatever. But there's probably a lot of teams that are waiting. Yeah, listen, I may not be interested in Blake Snell for the money, but if I wait another couple of weeks and his price comes down, then maybe I will be interested. And then that changes the dynamic if I know what the price is. Uh, 11.30 today, yes, actually carried the press conference live where Juan Soto spoke to the media in Tampa. You know, he reported today. Everybody reported today. You said and he said all the right things. Michael. I'll tell you what, Peter, I don't know how much of it you saw. This guy's good. I mean, he's obviously fluent in Spanish and fluent in English and really expresses himself beautifully and said all the right things. The guy has arms. He was wearing, uh, I think he was wearing a... Um, a um a shirt that said the trans I, what was it the transformative Juan Soto. Uh, imagine having a shirt with your own name on it, and his arms are the size of most people's thighs. He's. I'm glad that you said he has arms. Period. Because there were concerns I heard leading into well, the league. No one. Had no, seen that's Venus Milo. Yeah, Did he not arm. have any arms? And how would he play the field? And bat for that matter. I, I got to tell you, like it's because it, I was just kind of brushing through social media, and there was a picture of Juan Soto. Right. Then when I looked at it, you could see that it's Juan Soto, obviously. But when I brushed by it, and it, 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 you could have could have passed for Aaron Judge. I mean, when you looked at the arms, he looked really, you know, beefy. Oh, he's big. Oh, you know, he's he, Soto's jacked up, man. He's yeah. He's Not jacked be- up. He's fast. He's a smart. Now, if you could, if he was standing, Peter, you'd be able to tell. But just like sitting there at the press conference, just kind of flipping through social media, like it's it's pretty pretty jarring. Um. He also would not answer about long-term. He said, i let Scott do his job. Scott has him. I mean, they, they are both on message when it comes to this. They just are. Um, and then the other big story, showing up at camp, was um, a guy that you didn't recognize. He's standing next to, to Aaron Judge, and he looks scrawny. And that's Giancarlo Stanton. So, obviously, he redid the way he prepares for a season. The guy's never been out of shape. Never. He is so sculpted, and as I said, 7% body fat, all muscle, but it wasn't working. It wasn't working, and you could see he leaned down, man. He looks, he actually looks thin now. He looked really small compared to Judge, so maybe that works for him. Maybe he's able to stay on the field, and uh, he, he, to me, all the trials and travails that he's gone through, he's handled it great. Nobody has handled being a Yankee as well as him. Nobody's handled the Yankee and failed in the regular season 
and handle it as well as he has. He's been unbelievable. Says all the right things. Never jumps on the fans when they boo him. Says he understands. He's just, he gets it. And now he's got a different body type. So let's see exactly how that works out. Let's go to Dan in New Jersey. Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Michael, Don, and Peter. How are you guys today? Great. You? Um, I couldn't be better. Good. What's up? Just got out of a meeting. Uh, just got out of a meeting with my father. I want to say one quick thing about Rendon, and then okay. I'll get to my point about Stanton. I think I personally get mad at it because growing up as someone that isn't a professional athlete and just a fan of the sport, hearing someone with all that talent say that it's infuriating because I wish I had that talent. And I would have used the talent differently than he is, obviously. Also, you know what, Dan? He has a responsibility to Artie Moreno, who's paying him all that money. He just does. Uh, does he mean Rendon? You, you mean Rendon. He, he means Rendon. Anthony Rendon. You meant, yeah. you meant Anthony Rendon. Okay, good. Last week we had a yeah. Rendon-Rodon situation. Go ahead. <laughs> and then with Stanton, I think that he is the X factor in this lineup. Judge and Soto are going to hit, but if Stanton can back them up, and produce, and he looks much better. Like, he looks different. Hopefully, he can run the bases better this year. If he produces, that lineup becomes exponentially better. And if he can get, not back to 2017 form, but somewhere in between that 2017 and 2021 form, where he was really good that year, that he could really be a dangerous team to face against. Well, Dan, let me put it this way, and we thank you for the call. If he if he is you know MVP Stanton his last year with the Marlins obviously it's quite an addition for the Yankees, but the way the Yankees are built, whether or not Stanton has a good year is not going to impact whether they have a good year. I mean, it could take them to another level, but they they're covered. They're covered. They're not covered for Judge getting hurt. They're not covered for Glaber getting hurt. They're they're not covered for Lemayhu or Rizzo getting hurt. They're covered. They've got a lot of guys that could fill that D8 spot. Then you play Trent Grisham in center field. Great defense. There's certain guys that they, they can't absorb the loss. They can't absorb the loss of, of Garrett Cole and, and, and the guys I mentioned. Stanton, I think they have to go into any season knowing you know whatever we get from him is a bonus. And that's not knocking the guy. He's just been hurt a lot. But one thing they do know, when they get to the postseason, he's the guy who stands out. He's the guy who does his job the best. He's had great postseasons for the Yankees. So them getting knocked out in the postseason, it's not because of them, not because of him. Scott in Bayshore. Scott. Hey, Mike. Hi, Peter. Hey, Don. What's going um, on? First things first, I think the Yankees have Rizzo, Stanton, Soho, and Judge, all four of those guys, 30 home runs each. My point is, how does the Nets come back and be a team under a new coach and how do they respond to that new coach? Well, I, I think yeah, they weren't responding at the end to Jock Vaughn, Scott. And we thank you for the call. I mean, they lost by 50 points to the Celtics. That, that's that's pretty much sealed his fate. So, uh, you know, they, they know Ollie. He's been on the staff, so I think they'll be fine. You know, they've got to play better. They want to play better, I would think. Well, what I would suggest to the Nets, let the coach coach. You know, they are, you know, we talk about heavily analytic teams. The Nets are really heavily analytic. And, and Jock Vaughn followed it to a letter, to the T. That's why it's somewhat hypocritical to get rid of them, because he's doing their work. They're telling him who to play, who to rest, and how to play. Let Kevin Ollie coach. Well, 
It's it's just a move for move's sake. It's a, it's a move that you can make. You can't you can't say Cy is cheap considering the fact that they still have to pay Jacques again another year on top of this. And they're still paying Nash. You know, so but you know, listen, you 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 didn't make the big trade and you want to do something to try to salvage this, you know, 10 seed and sneak in and, and, and bow out in the play-in and, and, and figure that's some sort of a success. By the way, the shirt that Soto was wearing, the generational Juan Soto. I think you should get one for yourself, Peter. Uh, you know what? I might. I'm a hey, fan. Uh, can I tell you guys one thing? I'm a little hmm. bit worried about a friend of ours. Who is that? <sighs> oh, I, I know who you're talking about. He's saying things that are so disconnected from reality that I'm legitimately worried about him. Like I was worried about Don when he made the mathematical mistake last week. I'll tell you what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about, but it's concerning. And if Don knows what I'm talking about, I think he's concerned as well. It's yeah, not for what a you different want. reason. You're I, don't know, I don't know who we're talking about. Well, you know what? You got to stick around to find out. Okay, Piven? I, Piven's not a huge insult. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think, that. I, didn't, why, I don't think he meant it as that I when he said it. Well, you, well you know, when you keep when you keep calling someone by a name that's not you, okay, you you, calling, you, your glasses are like Kenny Smith too, like what he was wearing yesterday, and what Edward James almost. Selena's again. Dead. I, I don't consider that a real compliment either. And I'm talking okay. Piven in old school. You know that, right? But but that's what makes that specifically an insult also. Well, that was it was intended. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You know, Paul O'Neill texted me. He forgot to mention that his IPA beer, Warrior 21, is served on draft at Alba's and Sergio's in Westchester, two of his favorite restaurants. So That's right, Michael. Alba's and Sergio's. Just well, you didn't break it out. You didn't break it out when he was on. Tell him Paulio sent you. Paulio. <laughs> that also makes mozzarella sticks, right? Oh, that's Paulio. That's right. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Um, so who I'm worried about. Worry about Mike Tannenbaum. I think we all should be. 
Oh, no. What happened uh, to Mike I'm, T? I'm, I'm, I'm worried for a different reason. But well, first of all, Mike's going to be on DPH and Rothenberg tomorrow at 7.35 in the morning. In, in, a, in a period of four days, he said the Giants should trade Daniel Jones for Deshaun Watson. Sure, take Deshaun that. Watson's bloated, fully guaranteed contract. You can get out from underneath Daniel Jones now after this year without very much of a cap hit, but take on the contract of a guy who's got a dubious off-the-field you know, resume. And today, he, he, he said, hold my beer for nonsensical things. He said the Jets should bring in Russell Wilson as the backup to Aaron Rodgers. Sure, because Russell worked out so great with Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. That's exactly who you want. Now, Russell Wilson, you think he wants to back up Aaron Rodgers? If he's going to continue to play, he's going to try to find a place where he can be a starter. But bringing him back to a place where the offensive coordinator didn't get along. I'm worried for a different reason, Mike. Tell me. Talk, because talk, Mike Tannenbaum's an intelligent hear. person. All sure right? he is. He's a very, very smart. No joke, man. You can't be a general manager in multiple teams in this league and be stupid. But I, I think what's happening here is that football is so gargantuan, Peter, that it's better to make stuff up in the offseason than talk about the other sports. That's where well, we've that's... gotten to as a network, and that's where we've gotten to in sports, period. The football is just such a beast, such a monster, that just make up stuff about the NFL rather than talk about what's going on now. And, and it's going to be to the point that the NFL is going to become 24-7, and the other sports better make sure they're on their toes. Because the way this sport is right now... With the way the all the um, the ratings are going to be for the draft, which is coming up, which is obviously a subject of conversation for sure, and the way that baseball created a hot stove 30, 40 years ago, football is going to create it where that it's going to be twenty four seven. But you can't make stuff up that makes no sense. Well, well, but that's what's happening. I mean, honestly, that's what's happening here. Yeah, there's but no way any of those things absolutely make sense. Like the like the Giants would ever conceivably want to bring in the contract of Watson. Like you're gonna you're gonna reunite Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, which was an utter disaster. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but to, to tell you, he said it on first take. Uh, no, no, um, get up, right? And Dan Graziano got up and walked off. And Bart Scott checked his you know his cup to see if there was liquor in it. I mean, it, it's so far off, like the, the reality path. Well, again, I'm not going after our network. You got to do what you got to do. You are sitting here in February. We are two months away from the draft. The Super Bowl was played a week ago, and they had to get up, and everybody on the panel was from football. Right? Yeah, Spring it's, it's training everything. is open. You had the stadium series in hockey. You had the NBA All-Star game. And what did you have? What was the panel? Bart Scott, Mike Tannenbaum, Graziano. This is what we're doing. It's football, baby. Luckily, Peter, we love it. If I hated football, man, I'd, 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 I'd go buy tickets to an opera or something because that's what's happening now. Football has just taken over to the point now where you're just going to get absolute nonsense and it'll actually resonate more than any other sports actual meaningful games. Am I wrong? If I'm misstepping, please tell me. No, but uh, but he's better than that. He, he I mean, well, he's but, a really bright guy. You can't you can't be throwing out stuff that have well, no no basis in reality. But, but but the reason I think I'm on to something here is when bright, intelligent people do stupid things, there's got to be something to it. 
because there's no way that makes sense. Zero. And neither did the Giants and Browns make it a trade. Come on, man. And you know I mean, how I feel a, about him. He's a good guy, but this is ridiculous. But by the way, it's not just Mike. I mean, it's it's half the people talking on on sports. Television. Oh, I know. It, I know it just it happens day. to be Mike today, but it's everything else. Yeah, you know, don't Bart's, worry about Mike. You know, Stephen A. Smith screaming about the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Bart Scott going after uh, um, what's his name from the Cow. It, it, it's it, it's all just getting you know, going after Parsons. It's all just it's it's really just it's it's a testament to how big football is. And again, I'm not going to sit make this weekend out to be that big a deal because the NBA game was meaningless. Listen, I don't expect Rangers Islanders to resonate around the country, but this is what we're at: is that it's better to talk nonsense football than to get into anything else. And I, and I honestly don't know if it's going to ever like stop really. What's well, going to happen early in baseball, Michael? I mean, you'll have some compelling stories, but is anything going to move the needle nationally? Well, yeah, when when Blake Snell signs on April 29th, yeah, that'll be big. Yeah, in New York, I don't think anybody else in the country is going to care. Well, and then, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, no, you're ready. Because you're, you. uh, I'm just digging myself a hole here, so <laughs> he, save he, me. He, he, I know. Yeah, you know what? I think it is good to get him out. Go ahead. Anita Marks will be live from the park at UBS Arena on Saturday, February 24th. Oh, I love that place. That's right. It's before the Islanders matinee matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're giving me? away four pairs of lower bowl tickets, plus one pair of premium club seats at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down the contest, submit your entry. Join the New York Islanders for every thrilling matchup in March. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for all the exciting action on the ice. Get your tickets today at newyorkislanders.com slash march thanks for listening to the michael k show podcast hear more of michael don and peter live weekday afternoon starting at three on 98.7 espn in new york the espn app the tune in app or on your smart speaker hey alexa play 98.7 espn